0: morning. How are you? Are you good? Are you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love it. Okay. I'm Nicole Riley. I'm the lead and teaching pastor here. I want to welcome you. If you are with us or if you are joining us online, if you want to follow along, there are uh, notes for the sermon in the sermon in the app, the church app. So if you want to follow along, that's a great way to do it. Uh, We are talking about Leadership. And we've been talking about leadership for a couple weeks, and we have a couple more weeks to go. And we started by talking about Jesus as a leader and how he gives us a model of leadership. And then last week we talked about uh, self-leadership, which has got to be the hardest kind of leadership, right? We are our own worst customers, so leading ourselves, that's what we focused on last week, and if you've missed those, I want to encourage you to either listen to the podcast or check it out on our YouTube channel so you can catch up. Especially stuff about Jesus's leadership, which I think is just so grounding and helpful for all of us. The big idea of our series is that leadership matters. You know, whether you are uh, leading in your job or leading in your family or leading in a community, Wherever you practice leadership, and we all do in our own way, uh, leadership matters. And leadership matters to God. Jesus, in his lifetime, when he was among us, he showed us a model of leadership called servant leadership. Now, the challenge for us here is nobody likes the word servant, right? Right? Like, nobody's like, yeah, servant leadership. We like to jump right over and get right to the leadership part, jump over the servant part. But this isn't about being a doormat or being taken advantage of. Instead, it's about serving out of a sense that we are grounded in what we do is something we are doing for God. So it is about this grounding in the way of Jesus as a servant leader, which was a way of love and a way of compassion and a way of inner self-confidence, which let him then serve others. So this is an important thing for us, the servant leadership, and how Jesus lifted out gives us a window into what it means to be a, leadership and a leader. And I think it kind of gives us like we're putting on glasses. It gives us a whole new orientation to what it looks like to lead. Something very different than the world around us. So I like the text that we had last week, which really gives us a window into what this looks like. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this was our text last week, and I bring it up again because I think it is such a great grounding text as we talk about what leadership looks like. So today, we're going to talk about leadership in community. And we're going to look at it In a couple different ways, we're going to talk about what are the essentials for leading in community, and some of them will be familiar, and then some of them may just be brand new to you, and then we're going to also talk about leadership in Christian community, leading in this community in particular, and we're going to talk about church leadership because I think it's an important place for a lot of us to serve and to serve as servant leaders. So we're going to start with today's text, which comes from John 13. And this is Jesus' words. These are Jesus' words. Do you understand what I have done for you? Jesus asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this text is set right after Jesus has washed the disciples' feet. And this has made Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, very anxious and nervous. And in fact, he says this. Jesus came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus said, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. So why does Peter push against this? Why is he so upset about this? He is so upset about this because he wonders on some level, is Jesus denying His role as Lord and teacher, because lords and teachers don't wash feet, right? That's the job of a servant. That's the job of a slave. Here's the thing. Jesus was not lowering his authority. Instead, he was eliminating any excuses we might come up with to serve. In fact, Jesus says, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Meaning, I'm not too great to do these things. You will not be too great to do these things. We are all called to do these things. Before I uh, came to be your pastor, I worked at the Conference Center, which is uh, the larger United Methodist Church. And I worked for two of my years there Uh, for Bishop Carcagno. Now, Bishop Carcagno would make a list every Sunday on the churches she would want to visit. And she would hit two or three churches, just worship and then go somewhere else, worship, go somewhere else. She had this great commitment to the local church, and she really modeled this life of being a servant leader. Well, one day, she asked me... If I would be willing to serve on a committee. And I just thought to myself, heck no. (laughs) I do not want to do that. Uh, Because committees, does anyone love serving on committees, right? Like, no. No one wants to serve on a committee. No one wants to, uh, the time and the energy and their, you know, it's pre-COVID. So travel, all those pieces. And I was just like, heck no, no. But she was, I didn't say these words to her, because not my first rodeo. So I just didn't say anything. And she then started talking about this committee. And she started talking about the opportunity here. And as she was sharing her heart, I started to understand that this wasn't just a committee. This was actually an opportunity. It was an honor for her to ask me. She believed in me. She believed that I could make a difference here, that I could help people, that I could help the church in this situation. And so um, I ended up saying yes, that I would do it. And my years on that team, I showed up with that attitude. And that attitude made a big difference. It wasn't, oh, my gosh, another committee meeting, another travel. Instead, it was, I have this honor to serve God in this way. I appreciated her opportunity and what she gave me there because I would have totally missed it otherwise. And I think a lot of us do miss these opportunities. In today's world, I think it's very easy to fall into this place when we think, what's in it for me? Or how much time is that going to take? Or What do I get out of that? It's our culture. It's the times in which we live. It's our human nature to want things easy, stress-free. We want to do what we want to do, and we have lost the ability, I think, that older generations had, that they have this sense of the importance of service, the importance of making a difference in people's lives. So what are the important things we need if we are going to serve? What are the the perspectives we need to have as Christian leaders? Um, This could be you're serving in the PTA. It could mean that you're serving on a nonprofit board or community organization. What is it we need? I think that there are some universal things that help us be better leaders in community. And I'm going to share about them in the context of the church because that's my context. You know, that's where I know things best. And I also want to share about it in the context of the church because we're in that time in the, in the year where we are looking at who are our next group of leaders coming into the church. So we are looking at who is God raising up to serve in this way. Um, You may be aware, but you may not be aware, that we have a governing board called the lead team at this church. The lead team is seven to eight church members, and then our two lay leaders, and then our four staff, and then we also have a chaplain who's part of our team. And we meet every month. We meet for a couple hours, and we work on things about the church and guiding and leading the church. And then all of us are on some subgroup, and it's an additional hour a month. And that subgroup might be something about finance, or it might be staffing, or it might be generosity. It might be how to connect to the community better. It might be um, ideas to reach people. It might be all kinds of things. So this year is a little unusual for us at the church. Um, usually when we have openings, we usually have two openings. But this year, because of you know COVID and moves and changes in life, we have three to four openings. And so today, as I talk about leadership, I want to invite you to open up your heart and to listen. Maybe God is leading you to be involved in leadership in his church next year. I want you to especially listen if you haven't served before, if you've never done anything like this, and if you are newer to the church. So we'll talk more about that at the very end, but let me talk about now what are those things that we need when we're going to lead What are the important elements when we lead in community? And the first, I think, is the most important. Leaders ask, can I serve out of a commitment to the mission? For five years, I served on a nonprofit board called Harbor Interfaith Services, and they dealt with homelessness, Now, when I accepted that opportunity to be on that board, I didn't know a tremendous amount about homelessness, but I wanted to help. I wanted to be part of their mission. I wanted to be part of helping them achieve what God had given them to do. I think this is where we have to start when we talk about being people who serve in community. We're not going to have all the skills, we may not know all the things, we may not um, have a sense of all the history, I'm sure we don't. What's important at the beginning is, can I serve with a commitment to the mission of the church? So, what is our mission here at this church? Well, our mission is to invite people, to nurture them with Christ's love and the word of God, and to send them out to serve others. This goes perfectly with our values statement. This is our seven things we know to be true. All means all. Everyone has stuff, and that's okay. Your story is important. Families come in all shapes and sizes. God's love changes everything. The Bible has a message for us today, and we are here for good. So these things are the values and the mission of who this congregation is. And any organization that you serve with, it's so important to know the mission and to know that you're excited about that mission, that you think there needs to be more of that in the world, that you want to help be part of bringing that about. So this is our first learning, and I think it is really the most important of all the things that you hear and understand the mission and you go, yeah, the world needs more of that and that lines up with who I am. Second, leaders ask, does this place inspire generosity in me? So if you are connected to a community, whatever community it is, out of that understanding of the mission, There should be a sense of generosity of spirit in you. And that generosity looks like, oh, this is a place where I could grow, where I could give of my time, my energy, my wisdom, my financial support. As someone who's been in ministry for 30 years now, there's one thing that I always do when I am assessing a church, And that is to notice, is this a church, is this a congregation where they act like the church is a hotel or a home? You know the difference? A hotel is uh, very little uh, is expected of you. You go in, you use all the towels, all the things. (laughs) And you can leave them all on the floor, right? A home is a place that you care. A home is a place where you spend your energy and your focus. This congregation is a church that is a home, not a hotel. And that's not true of all the churches. I will always remember one church I served that after... Three services on Easter, everyone left, and it was just me putting away the tables, right? This is the kind of church where everyone gets involved, wants to make a difference, wants to move things forward. Wherever you serve in community, my prayer for you would be that you feel generous toward the mission, that you feel generous toward the people who are part of it, that you are ready to help, that you want to make a difference. Next, leaders ask, do I have a spirit that is open to listen and learn? You know, um, a good community is a place where you can ask questions, where there aren't questions that, like, we don't ask that question. Like, it's a place where you can ask questions. And where we all can learn together. Listening and learning in community is about being connected. It's about being humble. It's about being a team player. It's also about being the kind of person who, when you're listening and learning, you're looking to make space for other people at the table to get a sense of their gifts and graces, what they're excited about. I like how this Roman text puts it. It says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity— the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. In other words, you and I are always to be looking around and making room at the table of leadership for people with a variety of gifts and graces. One last thing. Leaders understand it isn't about them. It's all about God. I say that because sometimes we want to be leaders because we think that we will be getting some importance or some attention. Uh, And when we think that, and that's what attracts us, we will end up being very disappointed because leadership is hard. Many times, no one sees the sacrifices that you make. No one knows about the sleepless nights you endure. No one knows about the difficult conversations you need to have. What makes leadership possible, though, in all those things, is that what we do, we do for the glory of God. One thing I love about this church is that whether people are leaders, in the congregation, or they are staff, people here understand that it is not about them, that it is about God and making a place for people. You know, to go back to last week's text, that one I read at the beginning from Colossians, reminds us whatever we do, we do it for God, to glorify God, to move God's mission forward. So let's review all four. First, leadership, leaders ask, how can I serve out of a commitment to the mission? Next, leaders ask, does this place inspire generosity in me? Next, leaders ask, do I have a spirit that is open to listen and learn? And last, leaders understand it isn't about them. It is all about God. So, what about you? Are you called to serve in community? I think we all are called to serve in community. As followers of Jesus, it's our DNA to serve one another. And so today, I want you to think about serving as a leader in our church. And there's a couple ways you can explore this, find out more about this, and one of those is um, Michelle and I do this Coffee with the Pastors um, once a month. We mostly just talk to each other, Hardly anyone joins us, we're on Facebook Live. And, um, but we record it, and then we put it on the website. So this last one we did on Thursday, we talked about leadership. And so if you want to hear all the things that we're thinking about and about leadership, that's it's on the website so this next one is look at the leadership page of the website so on our church website under resources it says leadership if you click on that you'll see the video michelle and i made you'll see information on what the lead team actually does how that actually works what it looks like you'll see some background documents to give you a sense of kind of how we got to this structure so you see what we're thinking And then there's an application, and we're taking applications for church leadership starting today through December 15th. So last one is you can connect with me and Michelle or anyone in the lead team. So if anyone's here from the lead team today, if you would raise your hand. Terry's here. Okay, And you can talk to me and you can talk to Michelle, and we're happy to answer any questions that you have about it, and that's Um, an email address that will get you to all of us. We are called to serve. And I want to stress that in the life of this church, as we come out of COVID, as we get to that place where things are getting back into a, a little bit more of a normal flow, we are looking to expand our leadership, to have newer and younger and more diverse leadership. And don't say, I can't be a leader because I don't know all these things or I haven't been around forever. That's not important. We want to hear if you feel a calling to be part of what we're doing here. And don't rule out if you don't fall into any of those categories, right? You may say, well, I'm not newer, younger, or more diverse. (laughs) If you're just, right, (laughs) Ah, that's not me. If that's not you, that's okay too. Just know that you, if you're hearing this call to leadership, that you're invited to be part. Leadership is open to everyone who is a member of the church. So this is an exciting time to be part of the church. You know, among pastors, there's a lot of weeping and gnashing of teeth right now because church is different than it was before COVID. But I think... It's a really exciting time to be the church because there's so many many opportunities to reach people. There's so many of us who are saying, how does God help us in the midst of all these things that we're dealing with? And so I invite you to prayerfully consider leading because we are all called to lead and we're called to lead like it matters to God. Let us pray.